Brown the drive. Jalen Brown kicks it out. Smart fakes. Inside. Tatum spins and he cuts it in. Celtics go up by one. All right. Welcome back to the More Than Different podcast. We got a different kind of segment today. MTD is all about being authentic, being who you are, and much of who C-Mac and I are, dating back to childhood, is hoopers. So we got to provide some some hoop chatter this time of the year. Got the NBA playoffs coming. So this is going to be a special NBA playoffs edition, breakdown, hot takes, et cetera. Uh, C-Mac, how you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Hope everyone's having a great Patriots Day. You know, yes, socks are socks are playing. Marathon Monday. The Celts won yesterday. They did. Yeah, this is it's a nice day to get outside, get some you know great exercise, stay Marathon. active. Red Sox already did. Oh wow, Red Sox got smacked today by the Twins. Yeah, eight three. Jeez, it's all right. If if that's what yeah, you have to progress. trade, if that's what you got to trade for. For the Celts win yesterday, we'll take it. But yeah, marathon regardless, Monday. Regardless, let's hope everybody's having an active, lovely Monday. Kicking off the week strong, embodying a more than different lifestyle, improving one percent every day. If there's a, if there's a great day to start your lifestyle, it's on a Monday. Ooh. It's on a Monday. Tough days. If you can overcome the Monday, it's only up from there. So I've actually had a pretty good Monday. I've, I've kind of stayed in the attic most of the day. I've been bouncing around to books, my journals, preparing for this pod, uh, trying to get ready for our big meeting tomorrow, actually, along the lines of basketball. We are aiming to confirm the first annual more than different tournament, basketball tournament, that is, later this summer tomorrow so unless it is the fumble of the century we should be concealing the deal tomorrow so i'm getting ready for that as well we don't fumble we don't fumble so it's you can lock that in we'll, we'll have a date for everyone to put in their calendars quite soon but been a good monday so let's jump right into it we what a game yesterday Celts nets uh a lot of different storylines, uh, none more than the Celts winning at the buzzer. But I want to discuss Kyrie uh, because, one, he's just uh, as skilled a player as ever, but also one of the most misunderstood and, I guess at this point, controversial athletes that we've seen in quite some time. He's an anomaly. So what what is your take on him? I'll 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 give you my take, but I want to hear what you what you think of him because people around this this area are not big fans of Kyrie Irving. No, no, they're not. For some valid reasons, though, I mean, the way he departed from Boston wasn't the it wasn't the smoothest departure. We we've signed big free agents before. We've had big players. It wasn't the smoothest departure from the city. No, it was abrupt. So that was a main 
reason why there's a lot of hate and distaste for, for Kyrie Irving in Boston, but I still don't think years down the line, I mean, how many years has it been since we've had him? Four? This is the third season without him. Wait, only three? Ah, so, but still, I mean. Oh, there was the whole bubble season that felt like forever, so. It's, that's true. That's yeah. true. But it's only been three, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think that well, Boston fans to start are known to be ruthless. Oh, so yeah. if anyone leaves Boston, you're coming back unless you, you're Isaiah Thomas or Paul Pierce or KG, you're most likely getting booed or Marcus yeah. Smart if he ever leaves. Yeah, but no, Marcus Smart will never give. Oh yeah, he 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 will never get booed. No, if he gets traded or, or signed somewhere else, he'll get. Let's hope he gets. Side note: Hope he gets deployed. Yeah. But my my take on Kyrie Irving is that I think we're in a day and age in the league where all the fans expect all the players to just play basketball and shut up. I'm going to revert back to what LeBron said or whoever the originator of it was about the shut up and dribble. Uh, I think it was a Fox reporter. Yeah, Laura, Laura, Laura Ingram, Fox yeah, reporter. Yeah, talks about the shut up and dribble connotation. And I think without people saying it, I think that applies, and that's why everyone gets so mad when Kyrie's super outspoken and does not and strays away from the norm of what a lot of NBA athletes are doing. Uh, the vaccination was very controversial. Um, people may not agree with his uh, religion, what his beliefs are. I think just all of that combined and how outspoken he is about everything with civil rights and and all yeah. of that combined, I think that all applies to just the hate people have for him, which is weird because I think it also stems from what we're trying to get at and what we're trying to show in our more than different life uh, lifestyles, appreciating people's differences and celebrating who they are and how authentic they are in their own way. And Kyrie's one of one. I mean, you have to appreciate his artwork on the court and how woke he is off the court. Uh, and some people just have a distaste for that, including the Boston Celtics fan base. I won't. I wouldn't say everybody, but certain fans in in the fan base. Yeah, quite quite a lot. Yeah, from a basketball standpoint, when I watch him play, he he just makes me like basketball, love basketball, so much more than I may have before because he, the way he plays, it is it is like it's an art it's an art piece. And he is just crafting it, um, you know, to create his masterpiece. And every performance, it seems like it's, it's just a, it is a performance. When he goes out and plays, it's, it's like a show, uh, as, as cliche as that is. And it's all just such creativity. And I think that, for me, is what keeps me loving basketball, along with, you know, several other reasons. But more than anything, it's the creativity uh, being someone who needs to rely on creativity as guards, uh, that is, he is the peak of skill, the acme, the acme of, of creativity and skill. So that's just from a basketball standpoint. So he is my favorite player to watch, hands down. And I, I will hopefully we can find the photo, but since, since a youngin, back when the Uncle Drew days, I used to have the shirt, don't reach young blood. So I've been a Kyrie fan since a jit. 
let's just put that on record. Um, That's but yeah, record. from 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 the other standpoint is, yeah, I mean, I'm a him him throwing up the birdies to the to the Celts fans, of course, is receiving a lot of. Um, you know, I chatter. thought that was cold, though. I, I thought that too. was ice cold. I, yeah, I think it's it's fair, and and frankly, it's exactly what the fans want. Like they they're trying to like, and I guess that is the so for him to be criticized for doing that is unfair because when they're heckling and they're saying all these things, they're deliberately trying to get his attention and get in his head, and so by him doing that, he's getting it that the fans are doing exactly what they want. So for them to then play victim and say, oh, my God, he's flipping us off. That's so wrong. Like, that is just so ignorant and, and frankly, just, like, unfair expectations to put on someone. I understand he gets paid millions, athletes, but but to expect someone to, you know, be in an arena with people chanting, fuck you, Kyrie, or – you know, the, the terms he used in his press conference that are all uh, you know, not something that, that normal people would just call someone and expect no response. So for him to respond is totally fair. Of course, he has to live with the consequence of a little fine, which shouldn't leave too much of a dent. But what are the, what are the chances you think his teammates cover that fine? Yeah, probably. Slim. I mean, it's pocket change for him. He, he's good. Yeah, for that's, it. true. that's true. So like $25,000, is isn't, isn't going to do too much. I, to thought, I thought that corner three he had where he jabbed. It might have been on Jalen Brown. Yeah, it was. Rose up, buried it, and turned to the fans and flipped him off. That, that could have been one of the coldest sequences I've seen. If they won that game. I know. That, well, that he would did... go down in, in, in playoff history just as just a cold moment from a cold player. Um, I think, I mean, that's something I wish I could do. In oh, I know. To be in a situation <laughs> where everyone, you're the villain in a whole arena and you can, you're just making plays and hitting shots that are taking the breath out of the whole arena. And you have the, you're in a situation where you can do something like that. Oh, that's power money can't buy right there. Yeah. Now that, that was chills. So I, I'm a huge Kyrie fan. I obviously don't advocate for him like not getting the vaccine, but for him to not get it and to, to live with the consequences of it and pay the cost of sitting out, sitting out and waiting and not even being able to play for half the season, eventually being able to play just away games and doing that willingly and staying true to who he is. Like I, I can respect that. And same with his Ramadan, he's fasting right now. Uh, he he's very spiritual and, obviously uh, philanthropic with with his off-court actions and also just you know outspoken and so people misunderstand that because he's very disconnected from what we have come to understand an athlete to be a professional athlete people take that for arrogance and cockiness when he's just being outspoken in in what he believes in which is which in turn is arrogance on the spectators yeah, to think rather that, than him to think that right. he's being arrogant cocky because they've seen all these players come through the ranks in the NBA and listen to tons of press conferences from players in the last 10 years on their favorite team. And they haven't seen anything like Kate Kyrie. 
mean, he's a specimen like no other. The guy's mastering the form of basketball and the way it's played. And while also having a lot of things he does off the court and people seem to see athletes as single dimensional as we do with all celebrities kind of type thing. So one thing, one thing I want to bring up is that I know he doesn't, isn't vaccinated, but he was never in the news about complaining exactly about the ruling that the NBA has, or I guess I should say that New York city had about mandating a vaccine. Uh, I think it might've been for private companies or playing in big arenas, something of that sort. But I never, I always heard complaints from again, spectators, fans of the game, um, yeah, reporters. You know, people with the yeah, reporters, people with the blue checks on Instagram, bringing that up. But I never heard it from Kyrie himself. Granted, maybe he was behind the scenes, but the fact that I didn't hear that and heard a lot of other chatter was, um, no, it's just nice. The, yeah, no, the less whining you hear from one person, the, I think the more likable, even though he's not likable to a lot of people, you know, he is, which he gets my vote. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I agree. No, I'm not advocating not getting the vaccine. I think it was he should have, um, but you know he paid the costs and and didn't wasn't out there saying this is you know playing victim. Uh, he, yeah. he served his time and it worked out for him. But I also long in line not complaining. He doesn't even complain to the refs very rarely, which I also oh. love. Pet peeve, wrath for for my. Yeah, watching yeah, it's very likable in that regard. So I'm a huge Kyrie fan. I'm interested to see how this series develops, both well, on yeah. the court and off the court. But I, I think, think it's just going to galvanize the fans at the Garden even more to to be even more outspoken. I don't think what he said is going to shut them up or you know oh, it's going to make them louder. Oh, it's going to make them louder, which I think puts him in a position to you know shut them up. <laughs> With, yeah. with his play, but the Celtics, Celtics are legit. So, yeah, it's a legacy building series for him. It, yeah, it, it, it makes it makes a dent if you lose with Kevin Durant in the first round. You know, it does. But, I know. Katie's got to be better. Kyrie, he does. Kyrie he does. was damn near perfect. KD was, but you got to give credit to Celtics defense more so than KD. Celtics are unbelievable. Celtics are a great ball club. Celtics are tough. All right, let's let's transition. Well, one thing before we pivot, before we pivot, I just want to bring up. Huh? I think Kyrie's a big topic right now in the playoffs, and the Celts and Nets probably the most interesting series in the first round. When we were talking about Kyrie and Kevin Durant trying to cement the legacy and hold on to their legacy as they're trying to get out of the first round, I was just talking with one of my friends because all. Following the last game, all my friends are posting. They're all peers, people I've been to high school with, people that I know, see on social media. Kyrie sucks. I hate Kyrie. Kyrie yeah, this, Kyrie uh, that. All yeah. negative connotation. And look, so then I was at the gym today, and I was talking with my friend about Kyrie Irving in person after I heard all this slander and trash talk about him. And he was telling me how Kyrie is a good player. He's, he's a great ball player, but He's never going to – he can't act like this because he's never going to be on the level of being able to win a championship by himself. And that argument, I thought it wasn't a great argument because I really haven't 
a basketball is a team sport. You have five guys on the court, a 15 man roster. No one, people rarely play 48 minutes the whole game. Right. And, and I've never seen anyone score every point in the game for one team. <laughs> You tell me, show me the numbers, show me the stats. Uh, yeah, no, I've that's, that's that happen before. Never. I've never seen someone get every point and every rebound. And you know, obviously, if you score every point, you can't get every assist, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, in that regard, obviously, it's a team sport. So, you can't just win something on your own. Um, but at the same time, if people want to think of it that way, that you can win something on your own in a sport that's team oriented, um, I think. Over the years, the last 20 plus years, how many teams can you name that has won a championship with one guy? Uh, one yeah. guy has solely carried their team to a championship. I mean, first thing, the probably, only yeah. team that comes to mind is, is a Dirk, and he had a great team. Well, not him. Dirk. I think the quicks, oh, win a title to get to a, a final. Win a title. Win yeah, a title. Right. Yeah. Probably Dirk. You get to a finals, Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson. Yeah. But look, Allen Iverson had the defensive player of the year. Yeah, and Le- 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 Matumbo. LeBron's first Cavs team. And LeBron's what, first Cavs team. Look, he, he, didn't, he didn't win the title, though. Got Those swept, teams yeah. didn't win the title. All right. You can't win a title. Yeah, it's that's just how it is. nearly impossible. Especially so, the, the, where the league is now. It's the, the, the blueprint of how to win a title has clearly been you need two, maybe three stars, uh, probably two top. 10 top 15 players on your roster like that that is where it's at so to say uh Kyrie can like the hell Kyrie's this I'll be on record saying he's the uh, second best point guard in the league but on on I'd be willing to take him over Steph too but it's it's hard to put him over Steph yeah, Curry hard argument there but I will say look even the arguably top three players to ever play this game. You have your Kobe, you have your LeBron, you have your MJ. MJ won six in a row or and six titles. No, six that? titles, six titles. I think it might have been three and three or – Yeah, three and yeah, three. I think it was three and three after he took his little sabbatical and tried off base, tried out baseball. He had Scottie Pippen, first ballot Hall of Famer. On his team, sidekick, Batman and Robin. It was pretty much Batman and Batman. Yeah. LeBron, D. Wade, Chris Bosh, two Hall of Famers. Kyrie Irving, another first ballot Hall of Famer. And he, I mean, he had help too. Arguably the greatest of all time based on his how he can sustain greatness for, what, 18 years now? Unbelievable. And then Kobe. Kobe and Shaq. Shaq's arguably the most dominant big man ever. Couldn't win without D-Wade or Kobe. And then you have Pau Gasol, who's arguably going to be a Hall of Famer, too. They had a great team in 2009-2010. Yeah. Derek Fisher, Lamar Odom, Pau Gasol, Andrew Bynum before he turned into a scrub. (laughs) I mean, so you just can't win a title on your own. So I'm going on a uh, rant here, but I'm just – I love I'm I'm more Celts than Kyrie, but I don't like to hear the Kyrie slander. Yeah, not Kyrie slander. A guy. bucket's a bucket. You gotta respect the bucket. Bucket's a bucket, and he's uh he's himself. He's the real him. Gotta respect it. Uh actually to go off that, we talked about the Kyrie Hecklin situation. 
what is a what is the best heckle you've heard on court most creative clever maybe it left you smirking i have a pretty good story uh from this past season but but you you go um i've heard some chirps on my coach in high school about how he's balding how he needs bosley <laughs> i've heard that that was in the state semifinals in high school i heard i was at the free throw line crosstown rival they were i remember they were screaming they screamed this so i had a girlfriend at the time and they then i ended up posting and it was at the new year i ended up I'll give you a little backstory i ended up posting a picture with my girlfriend at the time next girlfriend now about and the the caption was wouldn't want to spend New Year's Eve with anyone else. That was the, that was that I was the caption, and I had a picture with myself in there. It, it's not on Instagram anymore, so don't try and hunt that thing down. But that is you know, a true statement. So then I get to the game. I'm shooting free throws. I'm at the line, and all of a sudden I hear the whole fan section scream. I wouldn't want to be. With anyone else on New Year's Eve. <laughs> Bang. All of a sudden, I'm running down the court. They're screaming my ex-girlfriend's name. I bricked that free throw. It didn't make me chuckle. It got me shook. I think we ended up winning that game, but that was – I was just – I just had no idea that anyone knew that, you know? Yeah, people are creative. Those are, those are the best ones. Uh, this past year, we played Belmont Hill, uh, school I almost went to. Uh glad i didn't but a couple of my homies there but no it's fine made the right decision where they had a it was like this is the first year of course all the fans were fully back so it was like the first friday night game it was it was packed they, they brought out everyone all, all the boys because it is an all boys school uh, and it's like mid-game first half and i'm taking it out like right in front of their fan section and you know they're kind of chirping they're just you know ah they might just be making sound cacophonies if you will but then all of a sudden they start yelling at me they go less than different less than different <laughs> it's, it's not even creative it's not even that creative but i was like oh that's that's funny did their yeah. research uh yeah not all that creative on the counter of that the best most chilling chant i ever got was uh my sophomore year, my first year at Noble was a big Friday night game. And it was toward the end of the game. We kind of had a comfortable lead, but it was like a shot clock, game clock differential, and they weren't fouling. I had the ball like in ISO and, you know, got to the 10 and one. And so now I'm at the line, like game sealed, dagger, and the whole fan section just chants more than different. <laughs> and That's i was cold. Like, yeah it was so cold. cold it was actually the coldest moment but um yeah i was a heckler myself though um, at football games i mean this year wasn't really sort of a heckle which it kind of was um myself and a couple of my other friends showed up to the uh, wpi football game <laughs> dressed identically <laughs> like the opposing coaching staff <laughs> Uh, we need a photo. Do you have a photo? Yeah, I I gotta find that. Um, we might have to pin that as the the head head image yeah, of this we're podcast. Get a clip and but put. I the had the had the broken PlayStation headset, had the newspaper in the pants, tucked in with the college <laughs> shirt. You know, my my cargo shorts were 
You're up to my belly button with the belt. I had the the high mid calves. <laughs> I was locked in. I was fired up. Oh, we were we were, we ended up getting kicked out of that game, but that's besides the point. I think we blew them out. No. Yeah. Safe to say that coach never wore the same outfit again. Yeah, yeah. He reconsidered his whole wardrobe. All right, yeah, let's so. let's do the hard pivot. Uh, staying on top of the NBA here. Uh, I'm gonna go we'll rip off a couple hot takes and some questions, and we'll wrap it up. But we'll go. I saw game one, and I'm convinced T Wolves are gonna beat the Grizzlies. I'm I'm not a huge believer in Memphis. I, I wasn't throughout the whole season. John Morant's a stud. You know they got some youngins who who get up to play every game because, you know, that that's what's crucial in regular season. The league is young and healthy. Yeah, young and healthy. So you get up for every game. They're spry. And so they had a great record. But I think that I, I had a feeling they'd get a little exploited. Now, it's only been one game here, so we won't overreact. But the Timberwolves, it's all matchups in the playoffs. And I think the Timberwolves – are a tough matchup for the Grizzlies because they got a bunch of guys who can score, you know, in isolation situations, and they defend pretty well. And I don't know about Memphis's offense. If you're not getting it from Morant, who isn't a great shooter either, so now you're packing the lanes, forcing him to try to finish over bigs and just, you know, making them earn it at the line. Who else is scoring? Dylan Brooks is solid. That Desmond Bain can hit a bunch of shots, but like no one else is really an isolation scorer on that team. So Jared Jackson needs to score for that team, right? But he he's out on the wing firing three balls. He's not a great shooter, great defender, can finish, etc. But I don't know. I, I I don't. Anthony Edwards might be the could be the best player in this series. Played like it on on Saturday, I'll tell you that much. So uh, my hot take is that the T-Wolves are going to win this series. I think it's starting not to look like a hot take, though. Yeah. T-Wolves are looking – if if Cat plays the way he played last game with that ferocious – I mean, that thing was – that was disrespectful. He had the bone bone to – I mean, he he had Jaron Jackson shoving the other guy. <laughs> yeah, the first guy he saw. <laughs> the first guy he saw, he just shoved him. Oh, that was I good. mean, you gotta get you gotta dunk on somebody so yeah, bad that they I'd just shove the next person. If that guy next to him was his teammate, he would have shoved him across the court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'd be sick too. That, that was. I, I, I think. I mean, think about it. They just beat the Grizzlies two seed at home in Memphis, and I think they were a pretty solid home team. Oh yeah, dominant. With D'Angelo Russell scoring under twenty, it might have been under fifteen. Well, um, yeah, yeah, he was playing one, two for thirteen, two for something. He yeah, had con- he had concert date numbers. Concert date numbers. You hate to see that concert date shooting splits. But yeah, you know, I think Anthony Davis or <laughs> pardon me, pardon me, I'm not, I'm not a big Anthony Davis fan, but. Anthony Edwards, he's a problem. He's a problem. Yeah, bona fide. A bona fide problem. Recently, actually, Pat Bev was on JJ Reddick's podcast and said, he, you know, Pat Bev embellishes quite a lot, but um, he was telling us he was talking about Anthony Edwards, and he says, "Man, you can be the next MJ." 
So <laughs> that that might be crazy, but damn, he damn near played like a young young MJ uh, trying to make his mark. So if he can keep that up the whole series, uh, I just don't think Memphis has enough firepower. But we'll see. So that I'm, that I'm proclaiming his nickname the problem. All right, proclaim it. Maybe that'll stick. Anthony Edwards, the problem. I don't know how anyone has never been nicknamed the problem. You have the answer. Oh, yeah, you got the answer. Why don't you have the well, problem? I think that's the, that, the problem seems to be more new lingo. Uh, he's a problem. Same thing people say. He's tough. Like, that's all new. Not new, but, but it's relatively a new term. So that terminology, that is funny that literally the paradoxical of the problem is already like a, uh, a name that is uh, very well known, but no one has the name of the problem. So that, that's funny. Someone should. How about, how about we call Ant the problem? I like that. Too. If he wins this series, and I'm thinking, who, who's in there? Who's in the little little fourteen bracket? Oh no, no, they play Golden State, and I'm on record saying Golden State comes out of the West. They'll give them. They'll give them a go, though. I think they're tougher than Denver. Oh yeah, much deeper. You need you need younger, guys. spry. I don't know what their defense is like, but but they got they got an engine on defense and Pat Bev, so you know like they're gonna yeah. dig in, whether whether they do it every game or not. But you know you got yeah. someone who. Creates a standard. He's used to guarding Steph too, Pat Bev. Yeah, Warriors. Warriors are tough. Warriors Phoenix are tough. is tough. I think that's that's. I'm locking that in as the Western Conference Finals, and at that point, I'll just become a fan. Although I will be rooting for Warriors. As good as Chris Paul is, he is he is like very unlikable when you watch him play. Uh, he, he's really uh, – he's, he's nasty. So he, the way he plays isn't uh, – you can only appreciate it and be in awe. But he does all that little shit that is just so annoying. He flops and draws fouls 90 feet from his, from his hoop. Yeah, which that, is always, that always gets me. That yeah. always makes my blood boil. Which is also, you know, it's manipulating the defense – and it's He's smart. smart. He's smart. It's just, it's just, it's annoying. So it's, it's brutal to watch. I don't know. He does all that extra shit that is just, you got, you kind of have to do, I guess, to be really, really damn good at his age and at his size. But I mean, we're on paper hating greatness, but for different reasons. No, no, we're not hating. We're not hating the, the ability. All right. Not at all. He, he's a, no, he's, we're not. We're hating. The wine to the refs. The wine to the refs. Oh. The, the swing through, draw the foul, floppy thing. You know, what I never realized, which has always been a fact, is how great of a defender he is. Yeah, he's good. He's been a first-team all-defense guy consistently. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got that it. goes that no one really talks about that. Yeah, well... He's got good hands, and he's got all the techniques. Technique. If your technique's there, it gets you in the right spot, then and that's when you start getting your hands on balls. Yeah. That's when you start playing great D. Use your length. 
you gotta use your length you gotta let your length you know you know in order to have great d you have to have great length that is that is true i mean you just gotta let your length do the work um <laughs> well <laughs> Uh, all right let's, let's pivot let's pivot a little bit all right i got i got let's one pivot. more little one more little hot topic here surprisingly enough although not surprisingly because there's so many storylines in in the east is the miami heat are the one seed and just blew out the hawks that series is, is all but over uh but no one's talking about them despite being really damn deep and being the one seed yet not having anyone healthy for like the, they didn't have a full team healthy for a good portion of the season guys were always out so to still be the one seed no one's really talking about them i think much of that has to do with the fact that they don't i mean they have a superstar i suppose in jimmy butler if you want to call him a superstar i guess you can but he's not as flashy and as palpably dominant as someone like a Giannis or a kevin durant or a, you know, LeBron James or whomever, you know? So I think that is – he obviously makes that ship go along with a lot of other pieces. But I wonder what your take is on them. Do you see them coming out of the East? Is there a chance? I feel like any team Jimmy Butler's on, they don't get much publicity unless Jimmy Butler's starting to fight somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's just – he puts his head down and he grinds. And sometimes when he grinds, he just talks too much shit where teams – players on the team think he's a cancer. And, frankly, based on a bunch of testimonials that I've, I've heard from his former teammates, he's not a cancer. He's just an unbelievable competitor. And a couple guys are just a little too soft. Yeah. Can't take a little criticism. Right. How do they respond to people speaking down on them and calling them out? That will be discussed further in uh, the next episode. <clears throat> but the Heat are a real contender to make the NBA Finals. They have – they lock up. I mean lock up. Kyle Lowry, underrated defender. No, nah, not Jimmy even. Butler. Jimmy Butler, you know. I mean, you know that guy – Takes pride. I mean, it's the playoffs. So every team can play defense because every team gives more effort. And but it's all matchups and he all he matchups. I mean, he the heat can the heat can get mismatches because they have an anchor in Bam Adebayo. That guy is that guy's the definition of versatility. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna he's already on a max contract, right? Yeah. He is, because he, like, he deserves it. I mean, there's not a lot of guys out there that can guard one through five easily and can guard a Giannis and then can guard it, can contain a Giannis, can contain a great winger. Trey Young right now. I mean, they just absolutely shut out Trey Young in game one. Yeah, that, look, like Trey Young – I think he has some flaws into his game. I mean, he's not 
he's an elite shooter, but when he can't hit his shots, he makes no impact on the game. Oh, he's a really good passer. But I think he can't play off the ball. No, yeah, he doesn't. That's the difference. You, know, you hear the Steph Curry, Trey Young comparisons, which are uh, egregious. But also, you know, you see where it comes from. They shoot from long range, dynamic point guard, etc. I've never seen him come off a screen though. Yeah, right. Curry comes off pin downs, flares, and fires like Trey Young. The way he shoots is just like different, and it's like almost as if it's like not as built for that. I don't know. It's also their offense. Their offense is all just ball screen, Trey Young, and trust that he'll either make the right, you know, shot or pass. So wasn't he was an Eastern Conference finalist? I know that is nuts. I was slept on that they really made it through the made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. And not teams. happening this year. No, no, it's gonna be a. He better start booking his ticket to to Cancun. Nah. Yeah, I better start. Hmm. Fucking just took it to Candyland. Yeah. That's where they're going. Yeah, they're, 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 they're well on their way. I got to give a shout out to Arlington's very own Pat Connaughton. I'm actually rocking his hat from years ago, his foundation, which I think now is just the Pat Connaughton Foundation, uh, but it says PC on here. PC. Uh, so he, we're going to get him on the pod. Hopefully it's post title run. You know, because you know he'll have back even, to back. He'll have even more of a following, but we are gonna get him on. That's our guy. Uh, I know Pat well. It's actually funny. I saw Pat. I was with Pat over February break. Uh, he was at. He was back home because it was it was the All Star break, and he actually fractured or broke his what it be fourth metacarpal. So I fractured my second. And he did this one. And so he had to get surgery. I had to get surgery as well. So I saw him. We, we went to a game. Uh, I met with like him and my old AU coach and a couple other people, uh, big MIA game over the break. And we were chatting and I see him and I'm like, oh man, I had the same injury. He didn't know. So I was trying to give him advice on how to get through it. <sighs> I think it worked. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. we'll get Patty on the pod. Um, so the Bucks, the Bucks are... I could see a Bucks Suns rematch. What do you think? I'm here for it. Last year's NBA Finals was unbelievable. Yeah, it was sick. But look, winner of this Celts Net series. I mean, in our in our little four fourteen bracket, winner of that's coming out of the East. Yeah, I would agree. You know? Winner of that, who makes the Eastern Conference Finals? I don't, I don't care who they play against. I think they're making it out of these. Yet the other four are in a little easier bracket of their own. Yeah, I mean right. Philly. Philly's a threat, but they they always choke, always choke. Yeah, yeah I'm not a big believer. And then Miami, Miami. After seeing Game One, Miami's probably the biggest threat out, out of those guys. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think they come out of that four. I think it's them and I don't know. Milwaukee's going to be tough to beat because they have – they know what they got to do. Giannis is just a mess. Giannis is, Giannis is a force. He has a motor like no other. I love it. Yeah. I, he's a hard guy to, to, to dislike. I mean, Yeah, you nearly can't dislike. He's a great guy. I mean, his brand's unbelievable. He just builds his own brand every time he steps on the podium when he tries to talk. 
you know, never mind, get on the court. He's he's got a great sense of humor. You see him at he had a book of dad jokes on his last um yeah. last podium. I think it was this one too. Bang. Look at that. <laughs> dad, dad jokes. Yeah. You think I don't have this? I have this. You think about the Giannis C Mac comparisons. Yeah. Are you kidding me? If I'm not him, then who is? Who is? Come on. So but yeah, that that the Bucks are gonna be tough to beat again. But it is a shame because as we've expressed, uh, I mean the Nets are just so fun to watch and seeing those two play that you don't want to see them lose. You also want the Celts to win. Uh, so it's it's kind of a I mean, I'm rooting for the Celts, but it's kind of, it's it's a bummer that that is a first round series because those two teams are just it's not a two seven matchup it's like an eastern conference finals kind of matchup in the first round so it's going to be a war in the east uh who will go last question that i'm interested in what you have to say but who what player do you think will transform their legacy in this postseason whether that means winning a title or just stamping themselves as a, a bona fide superstar and face of the league well, look, it could happen in a couple of scenarios. It could be, you know, a third-year guy in the league, four-year guy in the league, 24, 25-year-old who leads his team to the Eastern Conference Finals or leads his team to the NBA Finals. It could be a – I mean, think of if John Moran leads his team to the NBA Finals, he's solidified as, as a superstar in this league. Yeah, he's the, Think about all of a sudden he's in like all time conversations already. Yeah, I, that's early, but yeah, but he, if you win that, that run, that run. I mean, if you if you throw a ring on him, that uh, you're already changes the narrative. It already changes the narrative. I think the Celtics getting out of this first round. Say they beat the Nets, then they beat the Bucks with Jason Tatum having a phenomenal, fantastic postseason. He could, he could just immediately jump a couple guys into best player in the league conversation, best player in the world conversation. Uh, obviously, he's probably not the best player in the world now, but uh, he can be in that top five conversation if he leads his team to an NBA Finals appearance in um, an NBA title. But I think one guy whose legacy will be solidified is pending their a finals appearance and a finals championship is Jimmy Butler. Because Jimmy, but Jimmy Butler did in the bubble. You saw his 41 point triple double against the Lake show. You saw him carry his squad, will them to the NBA finals, but people try to discredit it because it was the bubble. It was the bubble. It was, it was the, the, the COVID season. Yeah. The, the the no fans the no fans the the we we all have to play in the same location that's a great point so is that jimmy, jimmy just jimmy just decided you know jimmy what just i'm not just gonna i'm not just gonna carry us to the nba finals but i'm gonna launch my own coffee brand <laughs> right in the bubble and he's going public soon i think Unbelievable. Jimmy, but I'm telling you right now, if 
the Miami Heat win an NBA championship right now. He's going to be finals MVP. And yeah. he's going to be, I mean, think about it. No one talks about him. Jason Tatum gets more publicity than him. Um, I'm telling you, it's, it's, he's not as flashy. His... Well, so, I mean, Anthony Davis gets way more attention than he does. He's on, he's in LA, but he played what 23 games this year. He's a joke. He's a laughing stock of potential. That's just soft. He's just, the, he's like Charmin. I mean, he's terrible. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, he probably goes to Starbucks every day. <laughs> if they have Starbucks in LA, I don't know. But uh, I don't know. I it could be him. It could be my money's on him, but also my money could be on Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Upset. Upset. But it also, but it also would tarnish, would hurt John Morant. But look, one other last last thing. I mean, I keep throwing a bunch of names out, throwing literally everybody in the, in the playoffs out right now. Yeah, I got but, one, uh, one take for you after. One guy, this might be yours, if he gets a ring, Steph Curry. That was, that was mine. It's all good, though. You Talk about it. I, I think if, if Steph Curry, if the Warriors, I'll just say Steph Curry because you said Steph Curry. So if the Warriors get a ring and – for them to get a ring, Steph Curry's obviously going to be great. He becomes the greatest point guard ever. No debate. I think I think that's less of the debate, though. No, the Not people the, still, you know, they still say magic, and it's still the narrative of, ah, oh, well, you know, he won one, and, and Kyrie got hurt that 2015 finals year. They probably wouldn't have won it. And then KD came, KD, uh, you know, bailed them out, helped them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Kat Curry's had some some struggles, actually. I mean, his relative to some of his regular season numbers has had some struggles in, in the in the playoffs. Still been unreal, but that is the knock. And so if he could win it with Katie dispersed from Golden State, and it's still their core, along with guys who they drafted and Andrew Wiggins as well. If they can come out of this season and win a title, it solidifies him as the greatest point guard ever. I think it solidifies him. Clay I don't, I don't think it's just I – th- I don't think you put him in the point guard. I think you just put him in the player conversation. Oh, I think he becomes a top – He's in one of the greatest players. Top, he already is, but like – Yeah, it becomes a – There becomes less of an argument against him. Right. No, I I think this like solidifies it because the other titles are, are all. Does he have three right now? He has three. He has a league and two league MVPs. He's got a bunch of scoring titles. He just needs a finals MVP. He needs a finals MVP. He doesn't have the finals MVP. And now it's back to if you want to make the argument that it was Katie's team, it's his team right now. And it's the same guy. I think it's it's always been his team, but it's just been his team. But yeah, but KD then took the the driver's seat in those finals and yeah. some of those games. There's no denying it, as he kind of should. But those three have been together since the the jump, and if they can win it this year, which frankly, if it's not the Celtics, I'm rooting for the Warriors. Um, that'd be legendary. So that that is my. That's my take. I'm going with them out of the West, and and whatever happens in the finals, we'll see. I don't know 
who's coming out of the East. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna say it's it's too early. I mean, we we have our. We didn't even. We did do a mini podcast that we didn't put out, just talking about our round one predictions. But it's tough to have a finals prediction and not go back on the word. Let it develop. Seven game series is a whole different dynamic because. You know, like even that Celtics Nets game was a war, and you're like, "Wow, there might be six more of these." Now they get the rest, so that it's, it makes it doable. Now look, everyone's everyone's talking about now. Oh, Celtics, 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 Celtics in five, Celtics in six, Celtics in seven, all because they won that game one. That's one game too. It's a whole different dynamic, whole, whole different dynamic. story. They go home tied one one. They did their job. Yeah. So, but, but it, had, win game so it's good. it had the Nets got game one. Oh my! All the pressures on the Celts though. So the yeah, hundred percent was huge because now it's they still have the home court. If you squeeze it, if you squeeze a game two win in. It's all the pressures on Brooklyn. You can't go down 3-0. Oh, well, yeah, we know that. But then even the, the all the pressures on Brooklyn for game two or game three and four. Because right now, Boston still has the home court. If, if Brooklyn takes game one, home court advantage is, is gone. I mean, you still have the game seven, of course, at home. But, like, Brooklyn then is in a position where if they win their home games, they win the series. So, uh yeah, uh, that that series is gonna be nuts. Um, so no, no, no predictions. I am rooting for the Warriors out of the West, and I think they will do it. And I want Steph Curry to get his flowers. He's already got them. There's no doubt about that. But uh, this would leave nothing up for contention. You know, one thing, one thing that there's always gonna be people doubting. Though, you know, they could say, "Oh, he went up against." The Miami Heat, how good are they? They they went up against Jimmy Butler. How good's Jimmy Butler? Or, I mean, if he goes up against the Nets and beats him, that'd be unbelievable. If he goes up against Giannis and the Bucks, defending champs, that'd be unbelievable. Celtics, everyone will be like Celtics. They're young. Yeah, right. They they have a new coach. Jack. It was a, it was their second half of the season was a fluke. You know, so there's so many different narratives that people can just try and tarnish Steph's this year's legacy that he's trying to build. Um, there's always going to be haters like that, but it doesn't matter what they but say. Yeah, the, I guess the, the only reality is that this is a, this is the window, though. It's probably this year, maybe next year, maybe the year after. Maybe, but he's he's on. This his, is it right here, though. I mean, this is kind of it. Like, how, how many more prime years of Curry are you really going? to But his make? team's great right now, you know. No, yeah, they got they got the balance of vets and some youngins who can play, and uh, everybody's healthy. Experience. Yeah, yeah. they're going to be a tough out NBA playoffs. What a time! What a time! So we'll see. That that's my. Uh, it's my yeah. hope, though. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for, for the Warriors out of the West. And, you know, I don't, I don't, any Kyrie slander, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come right back at you. Yeah, hey, I'm telling you, this is, 
this has got to be more exciting than last year's NBA playoffs. Yeah, and, I mean, it's and, just and a- more than more so than than you know the last couple of years. I think every team has weapons. Every team has either a vet who's a bucket, young, exciting squad. The first round games are, I mean, thrilling. First round, first round, just storylines are fantastic. Even the Bucks against the Bulls. I mean, Demar. Demar, Demore buckets, as I call him. Demore buckets, as I call him. The buckets, uh, Demar Derozan. Uh, he's having a career year, uh, along with, yeah. along with uh, his buddy Zach Levine, who's in actually. Can you believe it or not? His first playoff appearance of his career. Yeah. Uh, so he has to have some. Um, I know. You know. I will say it's not the it's not the same without. Uh, the king, the king, the Le, buckets, the dad, the sweatshop, the uh, LA, the G, the playoffs, the playoffs, the record book, the NBA finals MVP, the stamina, the <laughs> 18 years, the longevity, the <laughs> longevity. So we'll see. It isn't the same. La hairline. But hey, he's a passer. He's being a la dad right now. Um, he's got the time off to to live vacation, so he can let watch TV now. <laughs> he can let watch the playoffs. Yeah, he can let enjoy. Uh, so, flick, cue off that uh, that the NBA Finals outro for us, and we will be back with our regular scheduled program this week. But we thought we had to give some hoop insight because why would we not? Why would we not? Two Hoopers giving elite hoop insight. And look, you know, we're Celts fans. We're from the greater Boston area. So maybe we're a little leaning towards the Celtics and everything we say. But look, we're Hoopers. We know how to play the game. We know how to manipulate the game. So we're not just your average casual trying to call the shots from, you know, my couch out in Medford, you know. So, yeah, this is the real deal. Instead, it's my attic out in Arlington. Attic in Arlington. I'm in the attic in Worcester. Yeah. So and, uh, we'll yeah. be back with the Lifestyle Pod this week. Let us know your hot takes in the comments. If you made it this far, hope you did. But, hey, go Celts. And we'll, be, we'll, 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 we'll touch back and, and see how our, how our predictions uh, unfolded. But, yeah. So, yeah, so next so next couple of days we'll get back to regular scheduled program. Not focused on basketball, but it can be sports-related and whatnot, but mostly focusing on lifestyle for yeah. everybody's standpoint from athletes to non-athletes to you know, your nerds, your no, – Not nerds. This, your that. Well, I mean, I'm a nerd. For everyone, for everyone, simple. Well, I mean, this is a podcast with two nerds, so. <laughs> That's right. That's what I like. Yes. Thank but you. had to shed some some hoop, some hoop chatter, some hoop insight. So we'll be back. Flick, cue that up for us.